Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome into Believing Commanders. It's a special, what, what day is it? A Friday matinee episode. I like yeah. this, AAA. A Friday matinee episode of Believing Commanders. Obviously, rosters are shifting around a little bit, so we thought we'd get another one in before the long weekend. How are you doing, my friend? Man, I'm good. You see, I got my floral outfit on. So th- there you go. <laughs> this is one of those um, little, uh, what the little, the outfits, a little short set um, that you're supposed to wear to the beach. And mm-hmm. I didn't get to take a beach trip, um, but I was like, I'm gonna wear my outfit today, though. So I'm I'm wearing my my shirt, my little Shein shirt that the wife got for me, and I'm like I'm enjoying it. it. I am enjoying it. How are yeah, you, you doing, my friend? Uh, I'm good. Even if you're not at the beach, if you act like it, it feels a little bit better. But yeah, a long weekend coming up. Um, A bunch of college football this weekend, so I'm excited about that. Uh, You can bet on some of those games too with our with our buddies at Bet Online. I know you'll you'll talk to us about that in a second. But yeah, I'm just glad it's a it's the weekend, and that means we're one day closer to the Commanders playing the Jags. That is true, and you can check the lines for those college games for the for that Washington Jacksonville game on Bet Online. It is the fastest and the easiest way to wager on all of your favorite sports contests and events with first to market odds and lines. Find reviews and news for every league, including the Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and all even of them. golf. All that e- esports. <laughs> I want to see if they have a Madden uh, Madden bet going on on there. I'd like there that. You go. One. Uh, see, Bet Online it continues to be the top online resource for all your sports information from live in-game betting, props, and futures. So head online to Bet Online today, or use your mobile device device to join today and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code Believe Five O to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but online where the game starts, where the announcements are going on, bet online. Go go head on over there, guys. Make yourself a little, uh, couple of wagers responsibly, of course. But go do it. I'm in an undisclosed location and uh, hit, getting hit with announcements in the middle of that. So, yeah, <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but, yeah, go go to uh, bet online and put put in your bets. Football is the best time to do that. So many things that you can look at there. Um, but so, uh, as I mentioned, uh, roster moves. We, we said, you know, it wasn't the final 53-man roster, right? It was the initial 53-man roster that came out on Tuesday. And obviously the commanders, if you've been keeping up, have made a couple of moves, have shaken a couple of things around. I think the biggest thing is Brian Robinson Jr. was placed on the non-football injury list. So he will miss at least the first four games, give him about a month to get some recovery in and see where he's at with that knee, um, you know, about October or so. I think that that move is not that surprising. Anthony, what were your thoughts on that when you heard that? I think it kind of made sense. It's a smart thing to do. I mean, hey, the, the, the guy just got shot, so you might as well give him an opportunity to heal up and mm-hmm. um it's long season, right? It's a long season. You want to think longevity. You want to think down the line. So it's good to have him in the roster, good to have him in the building and give him some time to get back, and there's no rush. So, so I think it's a smart move. I didn't tell you this, Anthony, but I posted um, 
I posted Believe's video of us talking about Brian Robinson to my Instagram, and he replied to it with a fire emoji. So I thought that was kind of cool. Uh, I know it's just an emoji. I know it's just Instagram, but you got to think that he's in an okay spot, especially given uh, his last week. I mean, crazy. We, we talked about it a little bit the other day, but just so glad that he's okay and that there's a chance that he could play football in the near future. That is just amazing. So he'll, he'll be out for at least a month, and then they'll be able to – reevaluate everything and make some moves um, from there. So in, in the meantime, some other moves that they made, uh, they released David Mayo. They brought him back along with bringing back another uh, familiar face in John Bostic, who got released by the Saints, I believe. Uh, he is back in the mix at the linebacker position. Your thoughts on this? I, I feel it's a little underwhelming, but what are your thoughts on bringing Bostic back into the fold? I think it's, it's going to be the best thing that you can do. I mean, try to get somebody that's familiar with the system that, that can be a plug-and-play uh, scenario. I mean, the team hasn't gone and tried to really extend themselves to try to trade for somebody. And, you know, that whole Roquan Smith situation mm -hmm. was getting a little squirrely where it seems like I think Ryan Day is like, I'm not playing that game with you. So um, that, that ended up being a nothing burger pretty much to quote Mr. Wonderful. But, you know, you know right now you got to just say, okay, hey, this is, what, this is what the team is. This is who we have at linebacker, and let's just go move forward with this. Right? Now you get a little bit of depth by bringing a few extra bodies, so hopefully they'll be able to make an impact. And as a group can rise up and make, the, make everybody better. Um, but individually, I don't think you added a playmaker that's just going to just change the entire linebacker room. Yeah, and I think we talked about that. I don't think any of these moves here as you're shaking up before the start of the season, I don't think those are the moves that you're going to get the stud. That That's what free agency and the draft are for. Um, and then another thing, Washington doesn't play a whole lot with, with more than three linebackers. A lot of times they only have one linebacker out there. So John Bostic, hopefully if Jamin Davis and Cole Holcomb can hold it down, John Bostic is strictly a depth guy, and it, it, it doesn't hurt to have a guy that knows the system out there. One name I, I do I do want to bring up and I'm kind of intrigued by was Blake Martinez being released by the Giants. I don't know the situation. I think he's coming off an injury there. You know, there are always warts on guys at this time of the year if they're getting released. But he's a guy that just tackles the ball carrier, gets after it. How familiar are you with Blake Martinez and could you see them bringing him in, you know, maybe in a month or so or a couple weeks? What are your thoughts about that? Uh, I've seen his name and seen him make some plays and in, in throughout the league. And I know that he's a solid player. I mean, to say that I have a an extensive you know dossier on the guy, I can't right. I can't say I have that. But um, you know, he's a he's a good player. Anytime you see a you know linebacker that has some has uh, some years, some experience on their on their, on their uh, body that that's available, you're gonna have to look at, it, especially the position that this team is in. So you can't you can't just sit there and bypass everybody. Like this, this is a guy who's played in this league. He knows what it takes to be successful. Uh, he'll be able to get acclimated to the system quickly uh, simply because he's played before. Some of the ver verbiage may be different, but whenever you tell him a gap, B gap, C gap, that's going to be easy. Hey, go hit the guy with the ball. I think that's, that's, that would be the biggest thing. Uh, the, the one thing is he's been around a little bit, but he is still under 30. He's 28. So he's just a name. I know I'm the same way. I don't know a whole lot about him, but I know I've heard his name and I know it's at a position that Washington could use a couple guys. So I'll keep my eye on him and see where he ends is up. He, is he out of Wisconsin? I think it, Wisconsin or Nebraska. I get them mixed up the, with the red and white. <laughs> either way, both of them have, 
bring out hellified linebackers. I mean, that's right. Players that come out of those two schools. So if you're going to go with that pedigree, you at least know you have somebody who's, who's got some oomph to him. Okay, he went to Stanford. I was thinking, I'm thinking of somebody else oh, too because I thought. What are we thinking about? It's still, uh, it's still, it's still a red and yeah. white uh, mix. Now I know they yeah. got to get on this Greg Camarillo. Show. Yeah, we get Greg on the show. We got to get Cam on the show. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, anyway, so we'll see if they make the move there. A couple more moves that they did make, and these guys, I think, uh, whether we like it or not, might have an impact. Maybe not necessarily on defense, but on special teams. We know that initially the commanders only had fifty-three guys. Or, I'm sorry, four cornerbacks on their fifty-three man roster. Pretty light there. They did go out and they claimed Tariq Castro Fields on waivers off the 49ers. And just based on his name alone, I, I need to get this jersey. But Rashad Wild Goose off waivers from the Jets. So two cornerbacks who, uh, you know, great great names uh, have have flashed a little bit in the preseason. And these guys might be out there, at least for special teams, and we might see them on the field for the Commanders. Those guys uh, that have made impacts for, for some teams in the preseason and have done some special team work, they, they usually show up and they truly acclimate very quickly. Um, the special teams coaches know exactly where they're going to fit, and they're going to work with them to get those guys up to speed right away. I mean, it's it's really amazing uh, to see how special teams guys generally can can go from team to team and not, you know, need that much time to get acclimated because the same thing comes down to effort uh, and the willingness to get out there and, and work your tail off. So um, those two guys stepping in, you definitely needed when you only have four cornerbacks. That is not the way to go. Uh, I mean, shoot, you, you get a quarter into the game and now you got to sub out already. Yeah. So you'll have some guys that will be able to play special teams. That'll take a big load off of that top four. Um, you won't have to worry about uh, you know St. Juice getting out there. You talk about names. We got a Castro, Tariq Castro Fields. You got a Benjamin St. Juice, and now you got a Wild Goose in the back in the secondary. So that's, that's some hellified names back there in the secondary. Yeah, if they can make a couple of plays, there's some T-shirts, there's some branding there that could certainly happen for this Commanders defense. So um, I'm going to call him TCF, Tariq Castro Fields, TCF was drafted this year. It seemed like the 49ers kind of liked him, um, and he made a couple of plays in the preseason. It'll be interesting to see what he brings. Rashad Wild Goose was drafted last year. So four of your six corners, uh, including Benjamin St. Juice and uh, Christian Holmes, four of your six corners were either drafted in the draft last year or the draft this year. So a lot of a lot of young guys inexperienced in that secondary. It seems like there's some upside to these guys, but – uh, you know, you hope that Kendall, Kendall Fuller and uh, William Jackson hold it down and Benjamin St. Juice as well. You hope that you don't have to tap into these guys. Um, but that's some quick baptism by fire if these guys are out there at any point during the year. But I like having young guys and you never know what you can get from from some of these these guys. You know, young players are dangerous, man. They're dangerous because they don't know any better. They don't know no better. They don't know. You know, that they may be going against like one of the top players in the league. Yeah, you may know him by name, but like they just don't know or they don't care. Right. right. They feel like I can I can take this guy. Uh, so having some young, hungry players, I mean, that's it's a good thing. It's going to keep your energy up. Right. Mm -hmm. Those guys will be able to fly around and yeah, it will be some baptism by fire, like you said. But um, having at least you get them, you know, after training camp or, you know, at least a year in. So they, they, they've played in the game. They've been a part of some NFL rosters and they, they have some experience and it'll make it easy for them to show them and start to make some plays in the burgundy and gold.
Yeah, absolutely. So that kind of rounded out the 53-man roster. A lot of familiar names made it back to the practice squad. In fact, I think most, if not all, of the guys were, were names that were in camp. Um, you know, Troy Apke made it back onto the practice squad, Kalik Hudson, uh, Jarrett Patterson. So uh, a couple of names that, you know, uh, made it onto the practice squad. We know that a couple of those guys get elevated, uh, during game week. Um, so that'll just be something to keep an eye on, but right now it looks like, you know, barring anything crazy in these next few days that this, this is looking like your 53 man roster. That's going to go into FedEx field and face the Jaguars. Uh, just real quick, I'm putting you on the spot. How are you feeling about the, this 53? And, uh, you know, are you, is there any any particular position that makes you a little more nervous than others? You know, I, I think the same two positions that have have you nervous or give you a little bit of a pause are the same ones that you've been paying attention to all camp. That's, you know, linebacker and tight end. It's where mm-hmm. you're a little bit thin. Um, but outside of that, I think everything is – it's what you've expected it to be. Uh, offense is moving in the right direction as a unit. I think, it's, like I said before, I think it's going to take five, six weeks before those guys are actually rolling and looking like it's just a dangerous, dangerous unit. And then on the on the defensive side, the D-line looks good. Um, mm-hmm. They have a lot of depth, but you still have some people that are on the shelf that you get to welcome back, hopefully, in, in a few weeks, uh, mid midpoint of the season or so. So uh, it'd be interesting to see. Um, and then the secondary, you just got to see what they can do in, in live action, real games, not preseason games. Absolutely. And you, you mentioned the secondary. The one other piece of news that was a little interesting, a little nerve wracking this week, Cam Curl had his arm in a sling. Uh, I think I heard maybe saw a picture where he might have had a cast on, too. That's a little that makes me a little nervous a week and a half out from your, your opening game. Hopefully it's, you know, obviously a sling and a cast are serious, but hopefully it's nothing yeah. too, too serious. And he's able to, uh, to get out there for week one. But at least he's on defense. So they could, they could make That's it, point. They, could, they could wrap it up and he could have the Michelin man hand yeah. and just walk around and just club people, you know, so he, he could still play. Fortunately, he doesn't, he won't need that hand uh, to catch passes on offense. Right. So it'd be different mm-hmm. if he's a receiver uh, with that, with that situation. So I think he should be able to get out there. I mean, it's cute. It's first game of the year, man. Like, mm-hmm. come on, you go put put some uh, put some padding on that cast and let's yeah, go. rub some dirt on it. But you're right that that could be a like a force fumble club. Just wrap it up as much as you can. And just punch the ball out, peanut Pillman, peanut Tillman style there. Um, but yeah, I, I, it just sounds like Ron didn't address it. I don't think he has to address injuries until game week. So maybe when we're doing our preview episode next week, we have a little bit clearer of a picture if it's a big deal or not. Um, hopefully it's just precautionary, just kind of keeping everything in place. But we'll definitely keep an eye on that because I think Cam Curls, I think he's due for a big season. I think he's going to be all over the place. I think with some of the depth that they have, they're going to be able to move him around a little bit. And I'm excited to see what he can do. So hopefully he's fully healthy and uh, ready to go once these games matter. Next week, I can't believe we're saying that. Next week, nine days away. Sonny Jurgensen, nine days away from kickoff. Uh, So speaking of, of history and speaking of the past, the team announced 10 additions to their 90 greatest uh, we talked about this a while back. Uh, some of your former teammates uh, were on the list, and a few of them uh, made the list. We were going through it before the show started, and six of the ten guys are guys that you played with. Um, some really big names on there. Uh, I thought it. Was, I thought it was really cool. I think it's just really cool that they do this already, 
and uh, it, it's neat that they they continued it and a pretty cool way to welcome in the Commanders era with ten solid players to add to that list. Uh, yeah, I can tell you, those guys. Congratulations to all ten, mm-hmm. um, and obviously congratulations to those six because you got. Must have been that Armstrong juju that rubbed off on you, that pushed you over the edge. That's right. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, that's that's such an honor to be to be, to be included on the greatest list of anything. Um, but you think about the history of this organization, um, and that was it was a lot of great names on there. And, and I can tell you, I'm not very upset. I'm not upset with what. Uh, who who made it on this? I, I did mm-hmm. think I did think my guy Mike Sellers was going to make it, um, but you know if they have another vote and they throw into the hundred, you know I think he'll definitely have to be on that list. Yeah, absolutely. So you can see on the screen there, Champ Bailey, Chris Cooley, Stephen Davis, London Fletcher, Daryl Grant, D'Angelo Hall, Ryan Kerrigan, Santana Moss, Larry Pecatiello, and Trent Williams. Uh, a lot of those uh, are are you know kind of recent guys and they were all studs out there. Um, so why don't you tell us about the guys that you did play with? Obviously you didn't get the chance to play with Champ Bailey, Stephen Davis, Daryl Grant, or get coached by the great Larry Pecatiello, uh, which, which uh, a lot of fans know a lot about those guys, but tell us about some of those guys that you did play with and what makes them so special and special enough to, to be on this list. Man, I'm starting now with D'Angelo Hall. Okay. All right. Um, now I'll say no particular order is just how I lined them up, but you got to start with D'Angelo Hall. Um, he's he's definitely a big play guy. I mean, he is. I remember first showing up at Redskins Park and lined up across from him, um, and you know he had Santana, Santana Moss watching and Antoine Randall watching and going across from D'Angelo Hall. I was in like little football heaven, but yeah. uh, I quickly realized that. Anything within his catch radius and his reach was probably going to be an interception. Like if you weren't sound on your technique, or if you, if he, and he'd even guess, he would, he would just guess right. He'd be like, mm, I kind of got a feeling that they're going to sit out. And he would, he would make that interception. I mean, one of the most amazing, you know, performances in the game, that four interception game yep. against the Bears. I remember being on the sideline for that. I mean, that <clears> was amazing to just watch him continually grab a football out of the air. It was amazing. Uh, so congratulations to D hall. Yeah, he was, he had uh, four catches that day. Might've been more than any of the bears did. He was Jay Cutler's favorite target. And the cool thing about D'Angelo hall being down here in Atlanta, he kind of rubbed some people the wrong way with the Falcons got traded to the Raiders. And I don't even think he lasted a full season before he ended up in Washington. So the fact that he was able to kind of, reclaim his career and and get it going again in Washington just speaks volumes about what how good of a player he was he kind of just had a couple different eras and it's impressive that he was able to do what he did in Washington and you're right he's just a playmaker and you know he was a guy that on defense that probably had the ball in his hands as often as some offensive players Um, so he was always fun to watch and always a character and just a guy that you love to have on your team but hated to play against. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I didn't play ball with this guy, but you got to give love to another DB on this mm-hmm. list. You got Champ Bailey. Um, I feel like, you know, obviously Daryl Green was the 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 cornerback of the of the early nineties, um, and then kind of going into the mid nineties. But Champ Bailey showed up. I think Champ Bailey was 
the lockdown corner for Washington yep. when I was growing up, you know, before he uh, went to Denver. But Champ Bailey was that guy, you know, and um, he's just a really good player um, and just always respected what he was able to do. He was so consistent. Um, so I definitely enjoyed uh, enjoyed watching him play and glad to see he's on this list. I'm going to go on to the next one. Chris Cooley. What is this? Yeah. Uh, what would they call him? Commander, what they call him? Yeah, um, chaos commander. Yeah, something chaos like command, that. something like that. Yeah, some along those lines, and that's very true. Chris Cooley, Chris Cooley, uh, I think he he him and like Dallas Clark were in that same time period where they revived changed the name of that like H back mm-hmm. that, that tight end slash fullback slash. We don't know what to do with you, but wearing numbers in the forties. Yeah, yeah, wearing these forties yeah. numbers, and um, he's able to get open. He's able to make plays, um, and he does it awkwardly as hell. I mean, it, <laughs> it wasn't. It was never like a, like man, that was a real pretty route. That was just, like it was just funny looking. But Chris always found a way to get open, and he's a good artist too. He had a art studio up there in I was saying like Leesburg. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. I have he to would check make, that out. He would make mugs. I don't know if it's there any longer, but he would yeah. make like coffee mugs and sculptures and stuff like that. So yeah, um, and I just remember iconic touchdowns, especially in you know a couple of those playoff runs with Joe Gibbs 2.0. He just was always at the center of those, and yeah, he was just a solid. You're right. He was kind of like an H back tight end, just kind of used as whatever they needed him to, and he just did it well. Um, another pass catcher. This this is my big bro right here, man. Santana Moss. Gotta give love to him. Uh, that's the guy. I just I followed everything that he was doing. Mm. I just watched how he worked. But uh, the cowboy killer himself. That's right. Um, it. He was. It, you would just watch him work, and you would just be just sit back in amazement, and be like, man, this guy is just. You know, it, uh, he's old. You know, at that time, but it's like, man, he's just he's steady getting open. He's been so consistent. You don't see. Uh, You'll see his game fall off. That he was just able to keep going time and time again. Um, so Santana Moss, much love. I voted for him. I know I voted for him. Uh, oh yeah, he's list. He is one of my favorite skin players of, of all time. That trade with Lavernius Coles, who's a solid receiver in his own. Um, but I think that Washington got the better end of that deal. He, you're right, Cowboy Killer. There are so many iconic plays that he had over the years. Uh, Jaguars beating them in in overtime back in like 06 or so. Uh, yeah, he just does a little bit of everything. And I love as a as a as a fellow short guy. Uh, he just played way taller than he was. He would he would go up and get the ball. He was he was never afraid to do that. Uh, kind of reminds me. I feel like Terry McLaurin's kind of like that. Plays bigger than he is. Um, so yeah, love Santana Moss, and you can just throw on uh, a couple of his highlights and and just be. Uh, blown away with what he was able to do. I, I, I love that guy, and he's one of my my tip top guys uh, that I've followed over the years. That is all facts. Uh, recently retired Ryan Kerrigan. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, shoot, all time leader in sacks. I mean, you kind of got to respect that. We yep. we spoke about him you know, a couple weeks back. I mean, great player. Uh, he did it the right way. Uh, and, and he's probably going to be joining that coaching staff. I don't have no sources, but I just got a feeling that he's just going to be hanging around the game. It's hard to leave the game whenever you hang it up. Um, So to have the opportunity to kind of get right back into it and and be as close to it as possible, I think he's going to take advantage and thrive. So congrats to him. Yeah, we've seen him like shadowing or interning or whatever they're calling it. I think it's just a matter of time till he's doing something. Hopefully it's here, but uh, definitely coaching somewhere. He's, He's solid. He did everything right, did it by the book. 
you know, just uh, technically sound. Uh, just, just really love what he was able to do. And he just solidly put together good year after good year after good year. And yeah, he absolutely needs to be on there. And I'm glad he is. Steven Davis is in that champ Bailey time. Mm-hmm. Really, really good running back. Really. Yep. I mean, I, I think of that time, Steven Davis, Sean Alexander, Jamal Lewis, like yep. a lot of just big running backs that were going to make you pay for tackling them every single day. Uh, so Steven Davis was, was, was a good running back for Washington. So I, congrats to him as well. Again, a non-traditional running back number two, 48. And you see that 48 just running you over. It doesn't look good, but it probably doesn't feel good either. So, yeah, he was solid. And then, you know, went on to Carolina and still had a, a, a great, you know, career after Washington, went to the Super Bowl with them. Yeah, Stephen Davis was, was the man. It was just an absolute bruiser. Now we go next here to a guy who got to get another jacket. He got mm-hmm. he, he to put him in there, an Iron Man. London yep. Fletcher, uh, what second all time in tackles in the NFL? Yeah, um, five foot nine out of John Carroll. He's got a head the size of a watermelon, uh, <laughs> but he would hit you, and you were definitely going to go backwards. Um, so much respect for London Fletcher, the way he worked, the way he prepared, the way he prepared uh, the mental side of the game. Like I, I noticed. I think it was my first, well, probably my first year, and halfway through. You know, like camp, I look over, I see Kyle Shanahan talking with London, and London is just picking his brain. He's trying to find out what is, what are you thinking? What is the, what is the quarterback thinking in these spots? Um, and you would you would literally break the huddle, and he would call the play. You, you hear that about Incredible. the greatest linebackers, like I mean, Luke Luke Keekley, London Fletcher, Ray Lewis's, Patrick Willis. Those mm-hmm. those guys would be so well prepared that. Right when you break the huddle, like, oh, screen, screen, screen to the right. And then on offense, you're like, yeah, oh, he's right. No. <laughs> you're like, no. <laughs> screen to the right. And you're like, hey, man, what a, what a, what a screen to the right. What we do can, we do? We got we to gotta switch that. <laughs> right? You look at coach, and coach is like, run in. You're like, <laughs> you just called the play. He's and standing there already. Yeah, you snap it, and he's already over there. And you're like, we told you, coach. And like, why did you block it? Because he called the play. <laughs> As we could ready break screen right. Like, what? I don't know what we did. Right. Yep. So London was amazing. Uh, hit everything and and hit him and hit him cold in the tracks. Yep. Just made plays all over the place. And now he's part of the broadcast team with the Commanders, which is pretty cool. So it's cool to see him come full circle and. Uh, another guy that didn't start with with Washington and still made a huge impact in his time there, and he he really was like kind of the cornerstone leader of that defense for so many years. Yeah, he he was one guy that you you knew was going to be there. You, mm-hmm. know, he, you knew he was going to be there. He was going to show up. He was going to be ready. Um, there's another couple of guys, Larry Pecatiello. I I can admit I didn't know who the guy who he was. I didn't know his name. Yeah. But legendary coach uh, from back in those Super Bowl years uh, for Washington. So congrats to him. Um, Three Super Bowl rings, ran that defense. So there yeah. you go. Him uh, up there working with uh, Richie Pettibone. So, uh, you know, legendary player, uh, legendary coach, I should say. Daryl Grant, another one I could say I'm, I, I, I didn't know. Yeah, I, mean, I didn't know. So. Yeah, but before my time, but uh, you know, apparently he had a big pick six in the 1982 NFC Championship game against those stinking Cowboys, and Man. then he 
And then he had uh, 27 tax and, uh, sacks and two interceptions in his career. So uh, won two Super Bowls with the team. So he definitely deserves to be in there. Big number 77. I like that. I'm, I'm all about the jersey numbers, if you can't tell. But I, I love oh, yeah. that. When a 77 is yeah. coming after you on defense, that's a, that's a good sign. The big 77, that's that's trouble. The one thing I've noticed so so far from list, this list is if you have if you put up good memories against Dallas, <laughs> that's you right. You got a chance to get on here. Old, right? old, new, whatever generation, as long as you, you do something against Dallas, you're all right in our books. <laughs> and last one, you got to put the silver back on there. Mm-hmm. Trent Williams, well yep. deserved. I mean, the ending was a little, you know, a uh, little sour, a little bittersweet on the way out. But I mean, right. you, you got to pay respect. Um, and if, you, if you're going to be real, you're going to give the man respect for what he's done and what he's been able to achieve. Uh, not only with Washington, but beyond. Yeah. So congrats to Trent Williams. But literally the one of the most athletic yes. guys. And at that everybody's like, what do you mean athletic? Like he's fast. You see him like pulling and like knocking over DBs. I've seen the man like windmill, mm-hmm. uh windmill ju- dunk stand oh. like from a standing wow. you know, from standing. Uh <laughs> before there was a bubble at Redskins Park, um, we used to have to go to like the local gym. Okay. And we would go into their courts, and like, he literally took a basketball and then boom, and you're like, okay, three thirty five, like, Jeez. like, like that, that easy, and some J's, just real cool, real calm. Um, well, great dude though. What did it for me was it was the you know obviously he was a stud for years and years, and then there was the off season where uh, the Redskins brought in Adrian Peterson. So uh, we're going on like three, four years ago now. And they were showing some workout videos. And those guys were uh, teammates, I think, at Oklahoma, or at least knew each other through the Oklahoma program. Yeah. And Trent Williams was step for step with Adrian Peterson. I'm like, how is this guy that big and able to move that quick along with one of the greatest running backs of all time? I mean, just time and time again, he just shows you something that is, is unbelievable. I'm thankful for what he did in Washington, and you could you could honestly say that he was kind of the start of ushering in this new era. And so, you know, 20, 30 years from now, he's going to be remembered as an all-time great as a as a Redskin, and it looks like he's going to be an all-time great as a 49er too. Guy's just a beast, and uh, you know, I'm just glad that I got to watch him on on my favorite team at one point, and continue to watch him now. So, really cool that that Washington has done this over the years, up to 90 greatest players. Um, and so these 10 added to the list, a well-deserving, and, and it'll be exciting to see in 10 years when we have the number one podcast who's added to, to that list as well to, with these guys. So really, really cool and, and, and a great, great memory and a great honor for this, this group. Like I said, it's always good to be on somebody's greatest list. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's an honor, you know what I mean? And this, as many people have come through those doors and through that building and, and many different buildings that has been uh, to be able to be recognized and voted on, too. That's so right. Voted on by 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 the fans, voted on by everybody who's you know watched these guys play. Uh, it, it means a lot. I think the fans did a good job. It's it wasn't overwhelmingly you know the old generation. It wasn't overwhelmingly the new generation. There's a good mix here, and I think all these guys are deserving. And I think some of those guys that just missed the list are going to get in eventually. 
And I think it's a good thing that we're talking about it because it means that the team is is doing something right and honoring its former players and hopefully uh, starting the the next chapter of some greatness, the commander's greatness. I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping and I, I hope it starts next Sunday against the Jaguars and FedEx field. We are almost there. We are almost there to talking some real football. Man, I want to. I would. I want to throw one last little. I'm gonna throw a little curveball. Okay. You can think okay. about it. You can think about it. Maybe you want to push it to the next show. Okay. Who 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 on this roster could be in this hundred greatest? Man. Ooh. We That's might have to push that to the next yeah. week. Man, we're gonna push that one to next week. So if you're listening. Listen in. Matter of fact, inter- interact with us. You see it scrolling mm-hmm. on the bottom. Follow us. Believe commanders. Shoot us a message on Twitter. Let us know who do you think out of this roster, this yeah, it's a good one. Washington Commanders roster. Who's the first commander that's going to make it on this 100 greatest uh, Washington players list? That's that right there is something I want to see. That, I, I'm going to think long and hard over this next. Yeah, week to that's come a- up with one of those. That's a deep tease too. So we're, we're teasing you. You got to tune in next time. Uh, the next time we talk to you, we'll we'll be talking about the real deal, previewing the Jaguars. Uh, so I'm excited that we were able to do this afternoon edition. I kind of like it. I feel like we're both a little more awake than usual. That, that is true. Gotta, I, I've noticed that. I thought it was just me. <laughs> we we, we got to talk to our schedule makers and see if we can maybe work another one or two of these afternoon shows into the uh into the rotation, but that is, a, uh, that is a bet. Oh, well, speaking of bet. Oh, there you go. There you go. Nice. So bet. NFL is NFL is opening up uh, Thursday. It's Rams and bills. Could that be a super bowl preview? I, I mm. wouldn't be opposed to laying down a bet on that. I feel like that's a good matchup, but baseball uh, this weekend, Labor Day weekend, all kinds of stuff that you can bet on. We, we appreciate our guys at bet online. Remember you can use our code believe 50 for 50% off your first bet so check those guys out and and as you know college football's already started get all your bets in um and listen to us as we give you some some winners as well hook them horns okay all right i like it a little little bet there well uh anthony it's always fun and uh, i can't wait till we're talking about the commanders and their first game next week you guys uh be good and uh thanks for listening thanks for watching yes indeed i'll be easy Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.